0: Hey y'all! Hey, it's Cass. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Thorns and Vines, where we serve pearls and not swine. And I'm so 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 excited to jump in the pool with y'all today. I am excited. I feel like the man who was beside the pool of Bethesda, and Christ asked him, "Will thou be made whole?" Wait, what's that here? Hold on. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so excited for us to get into what we're getting into today. But pretty much, you know, Jesus asked me, you know, you want to be made whole? And he was like, yeah. But, you know, every time I try to get into that water, you know, someone jump in before me. And Jesus said, take up your bed. Take up your mat and walk. Whew. Y'all, freedom is real. And it's exhilarating to feel. Let's get into this. So, um, excuse me, long story short. I was in a weird space spiritually. I don't even know what else to say about it. I just was like, God, something's off. I'm off. I don't know why I'm off. Like, I don't have a desire to praise you. Not to praise you. I'm sorry. I don't have a desire for intimacy with you. Like, I want to do my high buys and keep it pushing. And um, I have been kind of in that mode. Kind of like autopiloting. Um, you know, and just, you know, just doing what I was supposed to do. Still active. Still praying. Still doing all that good stuff. But you know, When you know that you know that something is off, it's just really uncomfortable, especially when you're used to having a certain communion with God, when you're used to having a certain level of intimacy with him, and you know that something is off. It is like, child, what is happening? So I didn't know what to do. And because I didn't know what to do, and I really couldn't put words to what was happening, I really didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to tell my friends to pray about. I didn't know What to tell my mentor to look out for. Like, you know, put me before the Lord. See, like, I didn't know what to say. Um, because it was just so foreign to me. So, so I just began to silently go, not through, like I was in an issue, but like I silently dealt with that unknown feeling. I'm sorry. My throat was itchy. But I just kinda like I said, it was on autopilot. And it wasn't until I joined this group because one thing about me is like I knew that I needed community. I just didn't know what I needed from community. So I was like I need to go in consecration. I need to surround myself by praying men and women of God. Like I need to do something, and my friend had invited me to be part of this group called Rahab's Community. So, I'm saying this to say, like, I got into the group and it was fast and stuff. But I wasn't trying to, I wasn't really participating because I had joined in late. And if you know anything about me, you know that I like to start things off fresh. Like, if I have something to do, that's gonna be um, like a project, I don't do it until Monday. Like, I start the weeks fresh. I like to do stuff like that. So, I I caught it in the middle. So, I wasn't as committed. However, um this woman did a live the other night and it really, really um spoke to my heart and got me on the right track. Um prior to that, my um, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, my friend had wrote a post that said something like you have to be very careful about what you speak um to and speak about or speak on because you will be speaking out of your emotions and not really from what the mouth, from the mouthpiece of God. And that's what we're here to be. The mouth, the mouthpieces of God, we're here to be his vessels. And, um, it had me shift some things into perspective. And then I went on my Queens for Christ call and, um, pastor LaBelle had, um, well, it was supposed to be a forecast, but Johnny, she preached the house down with the fire. The fire of God was on her stomach, was on her tongue. And she really spoke to me. um, And she said, with everything that's going on in the world, I can't just show up as a representative of one of the pieces of me. I show up in all God has called me to be. In all that he has called me to be, to be his ambassador, to be able to be his mouthpiece for that situation. And it just was invoking like this thing inside of me like, God, I need to be who you called me to be. But oftentimes when we say that, we think that we have to work towards something. We think that... I have to be the prophet that he called me to be. I have to be the intercessor that he's called to be. But the fact is is that every believer should be able to intercede. And every believer should should be able to prophesy. Those aren't what make you unique. What makes you unique is being you. We call others out and say they're to be. For the nations. You're going to the nations. But the fact of the matter is. Is that there is a nation. That is waiting on you. Not your works. Not just your obedience. But on you. Being authentically. You. Not sounding like somebody else. Not doing it like somebody else. But truly. And wholeheartedly. Submitting. To the call. And the giftings and the uniqueness that God has given just you. So last night, I had a heart to heart with God. And I really had to confront some things in my life. Some doorways that I had opened up um, that I allowed the enemy to come through. And to really steal my joy, my peace, to muzzle my mouth um, in certain areas of my life. And I really had to come to the fact like come to terms with the fact that I was wrestling with God because I didn't want to become who he called me to be and I was using past hurts I was using um people's behaviors towards me as an excuse and a scapegoat as to why I could not do or become who he asked me to become and the thing about this journey as a Christian um as one who um is chasing kingdom You should always become, you should always come to a place where you realize that it's literally just his grace and mercy that's keeping you. You are no better than anybody else. We all struggle differently. You learn that the love of God is honestly what keeps you. And I had just gotten to this place um, where I was fighting, 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 trying to hold on to hurt. And he just really made me look at myself and say like, sis, how many times have you hurt God? How many times have you walked away from him? How many times have you made vows that you had no intention of keeping and you tried to manipulate him with your worship and with your acts and your works and you don't even remember that he looks at your heart? We've all seen the marriage of Will and Jada um, unfold before our eyes and that's their business, you know, I'm not, I'm not here for that. But one thing I did say when I was looking at Will sit at that 12-minute round t- <laughs> red tabletop He said something that was interesting to me, which was you can make to make mistakes and not lose your family. And there's nothing that you can do that I won't love you through. And what I saw in his eyes was long suffering. We all say that we want to endure. We all say that we have long suffering until you see what long suffering really looks like. So I'm getting to the point of this podcast today. It's called The Perfect Gentleman. Um, I'm sorry I didn't announce that earlier. It's called The Perfect Gentleman. Because um, I saw a meme, not a meme, I saw something on Twitter that said something like, don't worry about catching up on prayer or catching up on your reading or catching up on your scriptures. Make a commitment and move forward from today. And it just spoke to my little heart. It just really spoke to me. So I decided to get back on my Bible app and start an intimacy um, Bible plan, which is excellent. So today, as I was reading it, it talked about um, how we should always um, consider our relationship or intimacy with Christ as a marriage. And I've heard this many, many times before, but today it just showed or shown a new light in my spirit because it is like a marriage you learn one another in a marriage you learn new ways to love your spouse you know you learn new things about them and in my life cuz this is my personal testimony i think i addressed my relationship with god or i came into it knowing things i came into it knowing that i had to follow not a set of rules but honestly religion made them a set of rules and that's how i thought that's what i thought would please him so i want to read y'all what i wrote in my journal today because it just really blessed me it really really blessed me about this um intimacy with God and I feel like the reason why a lot of Christians or kingdom believers fall prey to the traps of the enemies because they don't understand real intimacy and they don't understand or intimacy with God and they don't understand how much he really loves us so um I've decided to work on my intimacy with Christ and the father so instead of finishing what I wanted to watch I opened up my bible app It describes God's love very much like a marriage. And first time, I'm sorry, and for the first time, I really, really understood it. It really resonated with me. You don't walk out on your spouse. And as dope as I think I am, when it comes to this relationship with God over the years, I've realized I am Gomer. Wow. We often read that story of Hosea and Gomer and we often say, Hosea, how could you do it? Why would you do it? God, why would you let him go through? But I am Gomer when it comes to my relationship with Christ. I can remember the times that I actively walked out on him, but not our marriage because I still wanted my commitment. But I wanted to do what I wanted to do, just like Gomer never left Hosea. But she sold herself to others and he had to buy me back. Long-suffering is a thing. It's not a word. I'm learning to start approaching my relationship like a marriage. There's absolutely nothing I can do to make God leave this marriage. He's here for the long haul. Long-suffering is a thing. There is a freedom In your relationship with Christ, when you realize that there is absolutely nothing you can do that will separate his love from you, that will make him love you even less. It gives you a freedom to be vulnerable and to be naked before him because you realize I don't have to keep him. Society taught us that in order to keep a man, you had to do certain things, but you don't have to keep God. He wants to stay. He's here for the long haul and he's the perfect gentleman. Just willing to go at your pace because you have free will. you set the pace of how you want this to go. But at the same time, holding you accountable to your vows and to your words. Which is why we can't say, God, I submit. And then when he starts putting things into your life and, you know, pulling on your destiny. And then all of a sudden you start holding back and you're wondering why he's like, God. I'm, and God is like, I'm going to get what I need from you. It's because you've already given your word. So he holds us accountable. But God. You've been so accepting of my flaws and just accepting of me. No matter how dirty or unworthy I feel in your presence, I feel love. There's no pressure. Just showering me with love and affirmation and making sure that I feel safe so that I can stay committed to being molded and made by you. You make me feel so safe. Because you are committed to molding and making and leading me to become the best version of me. So there is no room for shame. There is no room for condemnation. I'm able to share my wounds and my scars. And you kiss them. And remind me that they're just as beautiful as I am. That they add value. That they don't take away. That they don't discount me. But that they mean more to him than I ever even realized. There's something about the perfect gentleman. When he recognizes when you're uncomfortable. And stopping. Making sure that you're okay. And when you caught your breath starting again. The work on your heart. To feel the embrace of the father holding you. And comforting you, finding joy in what you like and what you love, taking observations of what you don't like, what you hate, what you're afraid of. These are the things that our Heavenly Father, the perfect gentleman, does. These are the things that we get to experience when we dive into intimacy with the Father. And it just blessed me so much because a lot of times, you know, especially now that I'm approaching close to 30 and a lot of people are pressuring um, or ask, I shouldn't say pressuring, about marriage and children. And oftentimes, you know, I would say, oh, I want somebody tall, I want somebody that loves God, anybody can worship. But learning intimacy with the Father, I'm truly beginning to see the attributes in which I want in my husband the way that I can submit as a wife, to be so secure in my father's presence, to know there is a freedom in knowing that he loves me anyways. He loves me regardless to what I do. He loves me. So it's okay that my heart is broken. It's okay That I can make these confessions that I'm too ashamed to say out loud. Such as, God, I resent you for this calling on my life because the cost is too much. Let's get real. I resented God. I resented him for healing me. In such a way that I had such a compassion for the people of God that no matter how bad I felt, or how bad or dirty I felt they did me, I would still come back with the words and minister to them. I resented him. I resented him. But to be able to, but I held it secret in my heart not like god didn't know but i didn't want to confess it with my mouth because i felt like i could offend him but there is something about security and knowing that i can go to my father because he's in this for the long haul and say god this sucks and i hate it here and it's ghetto it's ghetto or god my heart is truly broken there's something wrong I don't know why I can't get free from this. I don't know why I'm getting triggered by this. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I feel empty and to know that he's still going to be there that he wipes my tears that the deepest darkest secrets that i have in my heart and in my soul that i can confess them to him and he won't be ashamed or turn away but he will continue to massage my heart and to remind me and to affirm me of what he's already spoken over me to remind me that my situation or my condition is not my conclusion to remind me that That is back then and that's not here to remind me that I still have value and worth. There's something about that that you want to find in a spouse. That they don't give up on you. No matter how crazy it gets, they never give up on you. And I know the fleshy part of me always says like, well, there are limits and there are, you know, boundaries. And I mean to each his own. Who am I to judge? I'm not married yet. But I am striving to get to a place where I can... Weather the storms. I can bunker down. And I can rock, uh, rock it through. Because Christ did it for me. He is the perfect gentleman. I don't feel judged anymore. The enemy can't hold my secrets over my head anymore. He can't hold religion anymore. Because I'm committed I'm committed to being open with my father. I'm committed to the healing process. I am committed to the deliverance that needs to take place. And the defendant of that deliverance. I am committed to becoming the best wife that I can be to my heavenly father. As crazy as that sounds. I'm committed. So I want to encourage you to continue to seek after the perfect gentleman. the perfect gentleman that sets the stage where you don't feel judged or condemned, that makes you comfortable to talk about the things that are bothering you, that continues to shower you with love, that is excited to see you, the eyes light up. God is so excited when we come into his presence, ready to share. I invite you, I beseech you therefore brethren, strike up that intimacy with your heavenly father again because he is the perfect perfect gentleman and he is waiting for you so let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory, God. We give you honor. There is none like you. Father God, I'm praying for any person that hears this podcast and they are lacking the intimacy with you. Or God, they feel like they are in a place where they are intimate, but there is something blocking them. God, I ask you, oh God, to turn their stony hearts into hearts of flesh. I ask you, oh God, to let your presence fill their room even now in the name of Jesus or fill the car wherever they're at, that the loving, overwhelming love of God will overflow to them that they will feel you oh God comforting their hearts that they will no longer feel shame or condemnation but God that they will feel your love for them your relentless love your relentless love your relentless love that they know that there is nothing that they can do to push you away but God that you are waiting for them that you are able to heal set free and deliver and that all they need to do is to come to you and submit and be open before you we thank you for being the perfect gentleman we thank you for being the perfect gentleman we thank you for being the per the perfect gentleman patient loving and kind thank you for staying in it for the long haul No matter how many times we turn away, God, you are still there. Thank you for teaching us long-suffering at its truest and purest forms. You are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for those who have recommitted their lives to you. We thank you for those who have taken this step to further their intimacy with you. And we thank you because you are God and God alone. There is none like you and we thank you for that. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, again, I thank you all for joining me today. It is Thorns and Vines where we serve pearls and not swine. And I look forward to hearing and speaking to you guys further down the line. I am just excited about what God is doing with me as far as intimacy. Because the thing about intimacy is that it makes your relationship stronger. And when you're intimate with somebody outside of um, sex, because a lot of times the world makes us equate intimacy with sex, but you start to build a bond that nothing can shake there's such a level of intimacy with certain friends that i have that it doesn't matter what people say i know their voice so i know what they would have said or didn't say or i know that the circumstances must have been some type of way and i just reminded that scripture that says my sheep hear my voice and the stranger they will not follow So I'm excited for you to begin to hear the voice of God in even a more intimate way that the enemy will not be able to imitate and bring confusion. So I will talk to you guys on this intimacy journey and let you guys know how it goes. But I want to implore you, be free, be free in Jesus name and know that God loves you no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what you've done. There is nothing Absolutely nothing that can separate you from his love. Be free in Jesus' name, amen. Talk to y'all later. Bye.